As a smaller business or startup, it may seem like there isn't much risk to your business if it doesn't look like a business with traditional IT. However, that's not entirely true. In this episode, we're going to discuss our top five cybersecurity risks to online businesses in 2022. It's all coming up right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Cybersecure. Welcome back to the channel. If you haven't heard of Think Cybersecure before, we help entrepreneurs, startup founders, and business owners protect their businesses from cyber threats. Our focus is on online businesses, coaching, online courses, consulting, web applications, software tools, even agencies, web design, online ads, and things like that. Our priority is to focus on what's practical for the stage your business is in, such as if you are working on your minimum viable product, or are you working with your first few clients, or if you're scaling up? Today we're talking about the top cybersecurity risks to online businesses in 2022. Cybersecurity is usually associated with big businesses that with a network, traditional IT department, and all the associated infrastructure. Much of what is written and advice given focuses on protecting this infrastructure first. As a smaller business or startup, it seems like there isn't much of a risk if your business doesn't look like a business with traditional IT. However, this isn't the case. While the traditional IT risks may not be present in your online business, many other risks still exist, along with some new ones, because of how your online business operates. These are the risks we're going to touch on in this episode. Before we move on, let me take a moment to invite you to subscribe. If you're liking this episode so far and want to keep up to date, please consider subscribing. That way you won't miss out on any new episodes. Without further ado, let's look at our top cybersecurity risks to online businesses in 2022. The first one is third parties and vendors. Many smaller businesses and startups are increasingly reliant on third parties and vendors. A lot of this comes in the form of software as a service or SaaS offerings. These types of services are where a company creates a software application and then offers a license over the internet for a subscription. Services like Stripe, QuickBooks Online, or Dropbox are all examples of software-as-a-service companies. The benefit of using these services is that it, you don't need to install the software on your computer or server, maintain it, update it, or even secure it. The downside here is that you don't control how well the software and the network it runs on are secured. It's possible the software-as-a-service company's cybersecurity won't be as acceptable to your business, and it's also possible that the company won't have any cybersecurity at all. There's also the downside that the software is now available on the internet instead of only being accessible on your computer or desktop. Anyone who knows or can guess your username and password can access your account and data. And that brings us to our second risk, protecting your accounts. Everyone these days has a multitude of accounts everywhere. Compound that with the rise of software as a service offerings, and for a smaller business or a startup, this can skyrocket when each piece of software you use now requires a username and password. It's also common to deal with this multitude of accounts by using the same username and password everywhere and making that password nice and straightforward. Unfortunately, this is going to do you more harm than good. It's essential to treat these accounts like they're the only thing standing in between a hacker and your business, because sometimes they are and use all means available on each account to protect them. 
If they are protecting sensitive information, then it is especially worth the effort to go a bit farther to ensure your account is safe. Thirdly, the basics. The basics are things that really just need to get done. If you took a page from cybersecurity 20 years ago, these are the things that would have been sufficient to protect your business. Now, they're the absolute basics and lay the foundation for good cybersecurity in your business. These are things like using strong passwords, enabling multi-factor authentication, installing and using a good antivirus, learning how to detect phishing emails, keeping your computers and devices patched and updated. These are on our list for a very specific reason. And that reason is because it has become common to ignore these. Either because they're considered basic and ineffective, or because there must be a more sophisticated and flashy thing that can do a better job. While you may think these are basic and not worth the time, consider these statistics. First one is weak or reused passwords cause 80% of data breaches. 80% of companies who had a data breach could have prevented it by patching on time or doing configuration updates. 47% of the time, phishing emails are successful. And ransomware remains the most prominent malware threat. If we had all of these basics down and dusted, these statistics wouldn't be so alarming, would they? Fourth is to protect what you collect. Whether in data breaches or stolen via ransomware, attackers steal a lot of data from companies in their attacks. This is increasingly pointing to the fact that we need to do more to protect the data we collect and that the data we collect is poorly protected. This goes for both the data we collect and store on our own computers or servers and the data we collect or is collected on our behalf by third-party services. It's common for us to see the situation where everyone in the business has access to all the data the business has and all the services the business uses. This overly permissive access increases the scope of whose access could end up breaching the data and adding unnecessarily and easily avoidable risk. And finally, secure coding and development. We talked about the security of third-party services. The same should be required of your services too. Secure coding is the practice of writing software that is free of vulnerabilities. An attacker can use vulnerabilities to compromise the application in order to take control of the application, take control of a device, or provide access path to another device. Employing secure coding and development reduces the risk of an attacker using a vulnerability you've accidentally introduced into your software to compromise it and do any of several things, impacting not only your business, but that of your customers too. All right, so those are the four strategies that we are employing this year and the ones we think will make the most impact for the investment to protect your business in 2022. Let us know what you think of these. Are you going to work on any of these risks in your business this year? Are there any risks you feel would apply to all online businesses that weren't on our list? If you'd enjoyed this episode, then join us by clicking that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss an episode. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, please click the like button as well. It costs you nothing, but it helps us reach a wider audience. Stay tuned, and until next time, remember that cybersecurity isn't a destination, it's a journey. A journey that requires commitment and action. Commitment to keep going, and action to keep adjusting as threats change and evolve.